Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Luke and the Pete Show. It is Monday, the 29th of March. A dog has just decided to start barking as I started this show. Uh, welcome, uh, friends, Romans, countrymen. How are you doing, Luke Moore? You all right? It's my mum's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Mummy Moore. Yeah. Called her this morning, didn't I? Oh, what did you say? Happy um, birthday. Sang a song down the phone to her at an obnoxious volume. Um, yeah. She called me a stupid idiot. <laughs> And uh, I said, look out for a delivery today. Don't know what time it's coming. So she said, thanks very much for that. So my birthday present is on one of the nicest days of the spring so far. I've got to stay in all day. I said, yes. Um, (laughs) Have a great day. Leave it in the bin. (laughs) Leave it behind the bin like a normal person. That's what I would say. No, it's fine. She... She's um she's all right. She's looking forward to um the world slow, you know slowly opening up again, so she can see her family. I think we might go and visit her mm. in the garden next weekend because that's allowed now. That's allowed now. We're allowed six humanoid android mixes uh, yeah. in a garden. Yeah, you're allowed to fight to the death, uh, yeah. and you are allowed to eat one grandmother. I think that's that the, is it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah, Care, yeah, yeah. I think if you'd if if you'd said to me five years ago, Pete. Do you think a time would ever come where you would be actively looking forward to driving two hours to sit in a garden and <laughs> chat to your parents? I would yeah. not have understood the question, to be frank. <laughs> yeah, no, it's different. Isn't it? It's interesting, isn't it? I am jonesing uh, to drive or, or, or train it up to go and see my parents. I just need to, you know, I'll just wait until they've had their jab. Uh, and then and then try and get up there, but it's well their second job anyway. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like I'm like I've still not seen my my niece, and I really need to see her and meet her for the first time. Um, there's so much of her life I've missed so far, like six to nine months of it. I was about to say um, she's 18 she now, isn't she? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I went to the garden centre to buy some toys for them at the weekend. Um, yeah, you know, like garden centres, like it's like this isn't bad stand up because um, it's not, it's not even funny. But like, you know, like in garden centres, you see like um, little packets of seeds for like carrots and potatoes yeah. and stuff like that, and chrysanthemums, um, marrows. Very popular thing to grow, yeah. or certainly that's what big garden centre would have you believe. Um, did, have you ever had a marrow? I'm not, <laughs> I've never had a marrow. No, this is the thing. You right, see, so. like you see, you see, it's a very British kind of thing to go to like a country fair and see the man who's grown the biggest marrow. Yeah, but it's just the, this big stupid tasteless watermelon that comes from the fucking ground, and he goes, "Look how big this marrow is." You go, "What are you going to fucking do with it? You've just soaked up all of the moisture, not allowing any other things to grow in the area yeah. of this marrow." And no one ever eats a fucking marrow. What's a marrow? You're only allowed one per um, postcode. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you're right. I think um, it's sport growing and nothing more. Um, As you you probably won't remember, but as I um, regaled listeners with a while back, um, I grew that massive pumpkin, didn't I? Um, That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did dominate the entire garden. I mean, it didn't even grow in the Mm. bed. It grew about three feet outside the bed. And I took it to my (laughs) niece 
back when you could still um, visit your family and after the first lockdown. Um, she didn't really want it. It was a weird colour and a stupid shape. She wanted the proper orange pumpkin from uh, for Halloween. Anyway, the point is that um, to get to the nub of your point, you're absolutely spot on. I have never once ever without exception in my entire life either gone to anyone's house for dinner or gone mm. to any restaurant or cafe for dinner where marrow has been on the menu unless it's bone marrow which is a different thing can't grow that in your garden <laughs> well you could but you'd be i mean it's terribly nutritious i imagine um that's what i was thinking actually um we're talking about um you know like how uh we're big like basically energy cells of the human body um and when we die like the thing that people say uh, the, the, the scientists scientists say uh, or people forensic psychologists uh, scientists um who uh, have kind of found corpses out in nature yeah. that have just died naturally or, or unnaturally rather uh sometimes um there's always like loads of flowers going around it because the body is incredibly nutritious and when it starts to break down it releases nutrients and energy and stuff like that yeah. and I was saying this kind of like obsession with growing a big old bum which is not something that we've had for like generations right what do you mean by that well, well like you know like when, like you know everyone's obsessed with having a big bum right I'm just no. thinking we are <laughs> I don't know what this everyone's is obs- I'm, I'm obsessed with just having a bum I don't have <laughs> yeah, a bum you've got a little you, boy's bum you've You've been on Instagram. People have got big old bums now and they're obsessed with showing them off. They're going, look at my big bum. So, right, I'm thinking that when everyone dies with their big bums, there's going to be like a massive release of energy mm. that has never been seen before. We've been soaking up all these nutrients and making big bums. And when we die, there's going to be like this massive, we're going to be like batteries. The, the en- all of the energy that's been lost over the over the thousands of years where we've had normal-sized bums. Now we've got big bums. When we die, like the, the, the planet will be saved because of the big bummed people. Yeah. It is difficult to, to keep up sometimes with, with, with the stuff you get into. <laughs> that's the problem. I never what? know where you're going to go with it. And I think people listening should with what's at least going on. try and remember that there's, n- there's nothing planned about this. I- I've not been told at any point <laughs> in advance that you're going to go on a rant about people with big bums and what the contribution they're going to make. I was thinking is- like planting two big, lovely green marrows in the ground and sort yeah. of thinking, why do we eat marrows and why don't we eat uh, buttermilk squash? And yeah. I was thinking, oh, I was thinking about that earlier on in the week. Like, what's going to happen to all the... Like, I'm just saying the bums are powerful and they will save us. They they will grow trees. No, I, I like that you've I like that you've identified a trope in content creation online, and thought, mm. okay, that seems to be happening a lot. I wonder what's going to happen with it after death. That's that's the first angle you've gone for. But but the I asked death of the world. Do you remember? I was either <laughs> talking to you about it um, just generally, or we talked about it on this show ages ago. It was one of the two. They kind of blurs into one. But there was a, there was some kind of experimental garden. I'm going to say in Scandinavia where people were volunteering to be able to have their bodies after they died left out in the wild. So mm. certain scientists... Yeah, it was, there's, there's, one in, there's one in Texas. For oh, like right, to, okay, okay. I to thought kind of, To kind of work out, like, um, it's for forensic uh, people to figure out. Um, so when they encounter bodies that have been hidden in a trunk or just sat around in, in, in a forest, they can sort of um, date them and, and oh, find a little bit accurate. more about them. So it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a very, very useful... Um, tool for, for 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 policemen and stuff like that so yeah one of the thing one of the things that's interesting is is that i mean so when you talk about like human beings being like batteries or whatever i mean we are really i mean because i think mm. what you're alluding to yeah. is the idea that you know energy can never be created or destroyed right there's a finite amount mm. of energy in the universe and it's just transferred between mm. different things so yeah, yeah. If, if you yeah if you if you punch 
a person in the face, you're transferring your energy to their face. Like you're not creating energy mm. with the punch. Um, I don't know why that was the first example I thought of, but it was anyway. No, I know. But, yeah, you've woken up in a very different mood than I have. I'm talking about beautiful bums saving the world. Yeah, and after you death. I wanted to punch people in the face. You're talking about <laughs> death. And I'm talking about punching. It's the same as usual. Yeah. But um, <laughs> okay, fair. The um, the idea that, that one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is the idea that. Some people will say that, well, after they die, they want so-and-so to happen to them, right? So I want, when I die, for this to happen to me, so make sure you do it. But mm. that, to my experience, never really happens because people just think, oh, well, someone's died and they're upset about it and they want to get through all the funeral stuff. And I wonder how, I wonder how kind of diligent people are generally at fulfilling the wishes of someone who's died. Yeah, that's a, that, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I... I yeah, but, but but I mean, I think anyone who's doing like <clears throat> I, I don't necessarily understand uh, funerals necessarily because um, I think it's just a bit strange. But um, I'd I'd rather just kind of slink off to be honest. I'd I'd rather just kind of I'd I'd, I'd if I knew I was gone, just crawl into the sewer and then just get Why washed the sewer? away. That's the dirtiest of all the places. So you well, want to be covered in your own, you I? want to be covered in other people's shit to die alone. Yeah, I want to be fired into a fatberg at speed um, with a torrent of rainwater. That's what I want. That's how I want to go. I think it's, probably, it, I, I, it's yeah. probably a really good indicator of people's personality to ask them what they'd like to happen after <laughs> they die. Because what, yours is... Yours is state funeral. You'd say state funeral. <laughs> yeah, yours is obviously <laughs> going to be completely depressing and nihilistic. Yeah. Whereas mine is like, I'd like to be put in one of those Viking long boats and have a f- someone fire a fire flaming arrow into my boat and so I sail out yeah. into sea on fire because I'm vainglorious basically why Why don't we just um, just fill uh, an old Ford Cortina uh, up with petrol and just drive right into a storm drain uh, and just kill two birds with one stone you'll be on fire I'll be heading for a fatberg lovely old job Thel- Thelma and Louise part two you're talking to a fatberg now if someone if someone said to you um, you can you can sign this form and um, what they'll do after you die is um, because they've decided that your brain is fine although this is a bit of a stretch with, with you but <laughs> your brain is fine um, so it may be in 50 years time they might be able to reanimate you would you volunteer for that hmm would I be conscious though, or would it like? Because you could reanimate anyone. You could, but you know those, um, sh- you know those uh, like kind of theme restaurants that have those bears that dance and play the guitar and stuff, play like a disco number, um, while the kids eat their food. Have you seen those before in America mainly? Well, not real bears though. No, but they're like animatronic. Uh, I'm not talking about like you being a weekend at Bernie's type thing. It's not really a massive philosophical <laughs> question, is it? Someone takes your takes your dead corpse and degrades it by making you do a puppet show. I'm not talking about that because obviously you're do not going to sign up to that, are you? But I mean, if you could somehow be reanimated at the level of the brain. <laughs> I would. Once I'm dead, do with me what you want. Do with me. Give me to a cannibal. Let him chow down on an underwhelming bit of meat. Lovely. Yeah, it might be a bit sinewy. Get involved. It would be... Um, Nah, he'd be merely fat. To be I, I think I would put. Great I think I would. Fat. I would put you in a chair and do an episode of a podcast with you, and um, <laughs> complain about your jingles so you couldn't answer back. Yeah, I just sort of go. Oh, you don't. You you uh, you um, agree that uh, um, you don't like these sort of people uh, and try and get me cancelled. <laughs> Just while I have my silence, cancelled after time death. Chair. Just cancelled after death. Oh yeah, your silence speaks speaks volumes, Donaldson. You don't like the Chinese, do you? Ooh. 
<laughs> Pete, oh, we've no. got. A, I think it would be doing. It would be a dereliction of duty to our listeners. <laughs> Which, to be fair, this show is partly all about. But on this occasion, mm. I think we should avoid that. Um, it, mm. it would be a dereliction of duty to not talk about that massive cargo ship. Oh, it it is. I don't know about what. I don't know how uh, how interested your dad is has been in the whole oh, affair. Oh, mate! But it but it really has been. Everyone, everyone out there who's got a dad, no matter where they are in the world, um, will have heard their dad's take on how they should dislodge the the, the fucking cargo ship. It's like <laughs> fix it. It's, it's like men round a barbecue. It's like, <laughs> men like well, I'd uh, probably use some high-powered uh, uh, jets to uh, I'd probably uh, get rid of some of the cargo on the ship. And, <laughs> it's just so, so compulsive for, a, for men of a certain age. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. Oh, mate. And I think uh, one of the things I wanted to bring to the table is that I text my mate who lives in Geneva and is a shipbroker. And uh, I kind of unthinkingly text him saying, um, not one of your ships, is it, lol? And he just replied saying, I'm a bit busy at the moment, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously the world's trade has been backed up uh, and he's yeah, got a proper exactly. job. So um, <laughs> it, is, it is fascinating to the dads of the world. Um, do you think there's anyone out there listening who hasn't seen this story? It's been quite a transcendent story, right? It's, it, probably everyone, everyone will know mm. what it is, right? It's kind of affected. I mean, it's hard to see. It's funny because the ship is so large and the body of water is going down. Just It looks like a puddle. And it's like, oh, that definitely. is, if that stops, if that little stretch of water stops, right, we're fucked. And you've, you've put a ship that's way too, it looks way too big for the canal. So, and it's too big, and it's too big, and and if that stops, the whole fucking world, um, you know, it'll just kind of like fucks, gets fucked up. Um, am, I, am, I, am I the only person here who was expecting the Suez Canal to be a lot more impressive than that? Because yeah, you hear about it a yeah. lot, don't you? It gets talked about yeah. a lot. I mean, it's got its own mm. crisis. It's apparently revolutionised world trade. It's a big deal. Mm. I think it should look yeah. better than that. To me, I ju- I ju- <laughs> it looks like it looks like, like when the tide goes out, a, 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 a regional <laughs> British beach. Oh, it, it it looked like I remember. I mean, I think the first time I heard about it was Disraeli had a lot of trouble with it back in the day. The the Egyptian shares getting sold and stuff, and and, and he was in all kinds of bother. Um, and I was like, and and then and I've not re- I've not really it was, it that wasn't, much it wasn't, By the way, it wasn't Disraeli, was it? I thought it was Anthony Eden. No, Disraeli uh, had the Su- had the Suez Canal crisis, wasn't it? No, that was Anthony Eden, day. mate. Disraeli died in like mate. in the in, in the mid in like the end of the nineteenth century. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's. The let, Suez let, crisis let's was like nineteen fifty six. It was like seventy years after he died. Hang on, Disraeli, foreign policy. Where is she? Where is she? Second government. Where is it? Where is it? Suez Canal. He had trouble with the Suez Canal. Okay. I but, swear it. But we can agree the Suez there Crisis was in the 50s. Let's no, agree on yeah, that. Yeah, that wasn't the Suez Crisis. Okay, yeah, fine, Suez. fine. It's just always in crisis, basically. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I mean, it's um, partly to do with Israeli problems, not Disraeli problems, unless I've grossly <laughs> misread the situation. But anyway, carry on. Disraeli purchased 44% of the canal's total. Didn't oh, give right. Britain ownership. But it did give a strong voice and protection against adverse policies. And the Roth, it was the Rothschilds that did it. Bloody Rothschilds getting involved. I can't remember any of it. But I remember it was causing Disraeli a lot of trouble at home uh, in his premiership. And uh, and then you see it now. I've not really sort of paid that much attention to it. And yeah. it's like, it just looks very underwhelming. It doesn't look like it's got 
like fortified banks. No. It's just a big soggy because, river. Because when I first saw the ship and I saw the canal, I was like, well, listen, I've not done any work or got any experience in this area, but I could have told you that was going to be a problem. It, <laughs> this ship is 220,000 tonnes, right? The canal looked yeah. like it's about 10 feet wide. <laughs> so, oh, hang on, we are we are <clears throat> straying into dad territory here. We are dads. That, that's the thing. People are just dads without to, kids, yeah, aren't dads, we? Yeah. You've got you've got access to two dogs. I've got access to two cats. We are essentially dads in all but name. I bought like a really uh, amazing little kind of sort of china figurine, porcelain figurine uh, of uh, a border terrier um, that was kind of roughly half the size of Lola, the smallest dog I have access to. Mm. Um, and so um, I've just been taking loads of pictures of this little ch- this little figurine with the dog, uh, like with with captions, "Don't talk to me or my son ever again," um, <laughs> and it's and it's. And 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 I realise I've turned into one of those people, those crazy yeah, dog people who buy figurines of dogs. Um, no, I, I've I got like salt the, pepper shakers that are border terriers as well. Awful. I like the idea that the um, the captain of a back, back big cargo ship, when asked for a statement, just said, "This is the only canal I've got access to." <laughs> Where do you want me to go? What do you want? Where do you want me to, me to fucking go? <laughs> hey. All right, let's have a quick break, Peter. When we come back, we'll do some emails. Well, apparently, there's some lookalikes on our Instagram that we've got to go through as well, according to producer Nat. So we better do that, but we'll do them the other side of the break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson, and My Seven Wonders is my podcast where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them one simple question. 
If you could pick your own seven wonders of the world, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omar Jalili being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing there? I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. And the guy said, no, I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg, as if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. He said, he's doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Olivia Lee eating 120-pound apples at Soho House. I mean, it is hideously expensive. If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat. Or David Baddiel talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say, I'm off, he will say, you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting <laughs> that he can still abuse you <laughs> in this way. Forget the Taj Mahal and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. The wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique. Listen to My 7 Wonders now on your favourite podcast app. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. Suez Canal, why are you so underwhelming? It's the Luke Beach Show Part 2 on a Monday. It's a nice day. It's a nice day outside and it's only going to get sunnier. It's apparently, where I am, Luke, 20 degrees tomorrow, right? And then on Friday, it's going to be 2 degrees. (laughs) What's that about? I I heard it's going to be very, very nice tomorrow, so people should uh, enjoy that if they can. But I'm sat in the spare room with the blind down because I'm doing this show, so I can't enjoy today's yeah. uh, today's weather festivities. Um, that's that's <laughs> that's that's troubled me. That news about Friday because if if that's true, I'm going to have to change mm. one of the biggest plans I've got for this week, which is to take the citrus plants back outside. <laughs> oh yeah, no, watch out for the ground frost, mate. You're going to be in trouble. I was told that Steady. after the clocks go forward, it's very unlikely we're going to get any kind of really, really cold weather. So that's disappointing no. to hear. But I'll, I'll research that later. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm, we're, we're allowed to play football now. I'm going to go to, yeah. uh, I'm going to Leighton Buzzard, and I'm going to go on my scooter. And it's going to be the longest journey. I'll, I'll, I'll update you next week. But it's the longest journey I'll have done on a scooter. <laughs> On Wednesday night, it's going to be wild. This is giving Luke. me big dumb and dumber vibes. This. How far are you going to be? Are you on the motorway? <laughs> I'm not allowed on the motorway. I've already got learner plates, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't ask if you were allowed. I asked if what you were going to do. Oh right, okay, yeah, true. <laughs> um, how far is the journey to go on a moped? Uh, it's going to be about half an hour. Nice. But That'd I mean, good. I could probably shave. I could shave five minutes off that. Yeah. <laughs> go through, a, go through a few people's back gardens. Be fine. Um, <laughs> right. We've got to do. Um, we've got to do lookalikes here. So um, there was not 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 um, my idea, but it was put out there on right. Instagram that there's some lookalikes for me and Very you. Popular. Now people know that Pete, you look like absolutely everyone. So we'll save you for last. We'll just get a couple of mine out of the way first. Mm. Um, Brendan on Instagram said, "Before I knew what Luke looked like." The image in my mind was super hands. Um, I've never seen... That's that's the guy from Peep Show. I know that, but I've never really seen Peep Show. I've only really seen the memes. So what do you give... Give me a little bit of a describer. We had an epoch relationship-defining argument about that you said that the... the, the, What's that program you like about the children? (laughs) Fucking hell, the children, careful. The children that are careful, My steady. little pony, the what children. Mini, mini pops. You like mini no, pops? I, I, you, find we, we, alu- we, you find it alluring. So, okay, let me, let me clarify. <laughs> I have seen a couple of episodes of the first series of Peter right. a long time ago. I didn't like it that much. Right. And we had a big row. Um, and I think it was you... Jim, Jim, Marcus, mm. and a couple of others against me because I was saying that the in between this is better than Peep Show. 
basically. I mean, Spellsy was on your side, personally. Was he? That's how I thought. Because, yeah, that's how I thought. Okay. Because he's got some funny ideas about stuff. Anyway, but uh, the in-between <laughs> is, 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 I just think it's not fashionable to like the in-between, so people won't say it. But I think it's really sharply written, and it's got a lot more depth to it than people <laughs> realise. But that's probably a, a discussion for another... Um, another episode but do do I remind mm. you of Superhands Pete and if, if you can give me a big, big bit of a breakdown of what Superhands is like that'd be helpful Superhands is like a dangerous drug addled kind of spaceman who's just always up to up to this and that oh uh, good and he, he always kind of and, he's, <laughs> and he always kind of like he leads is it Jez he leads Jez astray with harebrained schemes and uh, and just drug abuse really so right. yeah he did he's quite an interesting character he's definitely the, the, the best character in Pete show though so i mean take that the big barrier for me is that i don't particularly like the work of or the oeuvre or the let's be honest the personalities of david mitchell or robert webb so it's a difficult barrier for me to get over yeah but it's not they're not playing those characters i mean they, they obviously the, the the people you know are not the characters that are, are within peep show but it doesn't matter he, he's, you explain to me what an acting performance show. is <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you well, it's, 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 it seems like I have to. Sometimes You've had people a heavy pretend weekend, to clearly. be other people. Yeah, exactly. All right, it's... another one of mine apparently is Andrew Beef Johnston. I know who that is. He's a golfer. He's a fat bloke with a beard and bad teeth. Fine. Um, okay. And my sister's helpfully got in touch and I look like the honey monster from Sugar Puffs. Great. That, that's that's more. That's not a look like. It's more a vibe. I would say. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an energy, isn't it? It's an energy that. Yeah, you got sugar puff energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Pete, you've been you've been likened to, and I thought I'd seen all the Pete Donaldson lookalikes because we spent a lot of our time in the various WhatsApp groups we're both members of talking about people you look yeah. like. I've mm. never heard this one from our mate Dinosaurs in the Pub, who's always getting in touch. He says that he always thought that you look a bit like um, Dominic Cummings. Yeah, I could see the that. Cum dog. I mean, and 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 the relish in the cum dog, the, re- <laughs> the relish, the cum in dog which you, you sort of said to. that as if you, <laughs> as if you, <laughs> the little resin cum dog. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I, yeah, I, I can kind of see that because when I shave, I do look quite featureless. I would say, and, quite, and you're um, quite shifty I, as well. Dominic Cummings has always got oh, like yeah, a furtive look like, on his yeah. face, like he's always shifting around somewhere. Always up to, always uh, you know, my machinations and my uh, my my. Yeah. Machiavellian moves in the, in the in the background of Stakhanov Industries, but no, I think the uh, I would certainly say that the, the, yeah, that I, I kind of get that a little bit. Um, but I'm also enjoying the fact that um, Luke is so pleased with that uh, observation by dinosaurs <laughs> in a pub uh, that I will be hearing about it constantly because he thinks he's got one on me. Last week's uh, Luke think, thought he had one on me was that he genuinely thought that uh, I thought I resembled Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you did. Uh, in, that was really in, funny. In, that was in, really funny. In, he thought he thought it was funny. He thought it was funny, and, and I didn't really understand. But sometimes I get kind of pulled along with it, like a like a rolling wave no, in the Suez is, Canal. Listen, just, let me he, he says something. Because... He says something, and then he, he's really pleased with it. And then I go, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, fine." And and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you hate that, don't you?" I'm going, "Well, I'm not that. I'm quite ambivalent to it, to be honest. I don't really care." You listen, right? <laughs> part of that is true, and I'm going to give people the proper version now because you do really care. You certainly care enough about it to mention it. Anyway, there was a what there was. Some I think that happened about five years ago where mm. and I've told this story before but I need to tell it again there's pretext to this anyway we were in a room making a show some studio we had to hire out for some reason and there was an engineer in there who was like a really handsome Swedish man and he dressed pretty cool mm. and he had blonde curly hair and stuff 
And um, you said to me while we were waiting to get started, see that guy over there? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's what you think you look like, right? Which is a really, <laughs> really good, um, accurate, cutting um, put down. I respect it a great deal. The point is, you shared a picture of Ryan Gosling in a vest on a motorbike with the hair mm, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I uh-huh. said, that's what you think you look like on your scooter. Because yeah. I think even in the back of your mind, you've got a little bit about you thinking, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Marlon Brando type character here now. Look how cool I am. <laughs> and <laughs> I just think there's a little scooter. bit of truth to that. That's all. I think, look, I think that uh, you, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that I've got low self-esteem and then th- me th- rock it thinking that I look like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that any time you get some kind of semblance of an idea, of a suspicion that you might <laughs> resemble Ryan Gosling in any way to improve said self-esteem, I hammer you straight away to stop it. Fair dues, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, look... The- the nail, the nail that sticks out the wall gets hammered down, etc., yeah. etc. But so no, I do I think say, you've yeah. got. I do think you have a bit of an affinity of Ryan Gosling. I think you aspire to him a little bit. You talk about him a lot. I do, oh I, yeah, because I think he's wonderful. I think he's genuinely. I think he's a he's a brilliant actor who does nothing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's there's what I very, said to you. I said it before, and I'll say it again. There's very few. There's very few actors who have that kind of magnetism, and Ryan Gosling is very much one of them. At some point, if he wants to Steve go up to McQueen the next is. level as an actor, he is going to have to speak at some point. I think he's going to have to do. Yes, we're going back to yeah, silent films. Point, yeah. um, <laughs> cool. Let's do a quick email because we've probably got time to squeeze one in. Now, before I All do right, though, then. I want to shout out to Kenny. <laughs> Listener Kenny, who sent in a street called Bellend Gardens, Bellend and Gardens in Edinburgh, mm. which, okay, that's funny. It's got the word Bellend in it, fine. Mm. But as he correctly points out, if you look at it on Google Maps, the, the road itself does actually look like a penis. It's got like a like a crescent at the top, like the, like the head of the. They've done that on purpose, the Pete. They must have done it on purpose. Did, are there any glands involved? Are there any glands? Not I could see, but it does look like a bell end and a penis. Mm. So I think I think that's oh. fairly fairly obvious that someone's done that on purpose. So thank you very much <laughs> to you, Kenny. Um, I think yeah. the email I'll read out is a public service for you, Pete Donaldson, from cool. our friend Ian. Um, He's a listener, but he's, you know, he's our friend if he is a listener. So our friend Ian says, Hello, just catching up on last week's shows and heard Pete lamenting the demise of Top Man. Um, mm. Place that you like to frequent, Peter. Uh, and Ian says, Just to let you know that all is not lost, though, because ASOS bought Top Man, Top Shop, and Miss Selfridge uh, for the princely sum of £265 million. And Top Man is now a section on the ASOS app and website. If you want to, Pete, you can get your fix of shopping for Top Man in a physical store as well, but you'd have to go to the US uh, as the concessions in Nordstrom are staying open with the Top Man brand so um Ah. he finishes on quite a uh, quite a chilling note by saying as we get closer to the april 12th reopening in the uk it's a bit weird to think that top man top shop burton dorothy perkins miss selfridge and debenhams will no longer be a part of the high street that is quite weird i mean that is weird but everyone sort of criticized me when i was uh upset about maplin so i'm not gonna cry for those (laughs) brands god damn it Everyone, everyone was like, ha, ha, pizza, pizza no, because he, he can't get a, a five-amp fuse on the high street. 
Well, look what's happened, dickheads. Yeah. Now pull you can't out, have a Miss Selfridge. Don't pull one out on a Maplin cable because it'll probably fucking break. Um, what, what, Maplin wasn't corona-related, though, was it? Maplin went out of business before the pandemic, didn't it? No, just just mismanagement. <laughs> yes, gross mismanagement <laughs> at a I bet, the, I, bet the people are, I bet the people at Maplin's are going, well, we could have waited about a year and blamed this on corona. Got some of that sweet furlough money. What, um, yeah. What, um, what were the major issues with Maplin to your memory? Um, didn't know what it was really. I mean, it would sell little electrical components, which were very useful. But then they just skewed. Very, they steered into the curve too much. They skid, They steered into a skid, and that skid was very much lithium batteries. Right. They just. They just, everything was a battery pack, um, and and yeah. they just forgot about their core audience, which is mobile uh, disc jockeys who <laughs> <laughs> are DJing roller discos, and that yeah. was very much their the disco lights, the microphones, the XLR cables yeah. that was their core audience and they steered away from from it they got excited about cheap chinese lithium batteries and and they let the country down quite they frankly. flew too, too right, close Pete. to the battery i think there was um, there's a donaldson's law which is that um if you're attending a stack live po- live podcast event um mm. in the four hours between curtain up as uh, a four mm. hours be- between muster time and curtain up in that afternoon key afternoon period that key afternoon window Donaldson's law states that if you cannot see Donaldson, there is at least a 50% chance he's gone to a local Maplin to buy some kind yeah. of bit of tech. Some kind of bit of nonsense to make the show work. Look, they made the dream work. The problem is with Maplins is they didn't sell a lot of like Apple-branded VGA cables, yeah. which was something we just constantly needed. Um, I can't I believe, just got through about 50 given their reputation, given their situation, that no one in the playgrounds of Britain used to call them Craplin. Craplin, that's true, yeah, actually, yeah. It's a testament to them, or in a Tandy, way. Tandy could have been called Randy. I mean, we used to have two. We used to have Tandy. I think Radio... Did Radio Shack take over Tandy? Um, and we so we briefly had Radio Shack in this country. I want to say that was the case. And Rumbelows. then and, and we had Maplins as well, just a lot of... Well, Rumbelows was white goods, wasn't it? It was washing machines and... Rumbelows is where you could hire stuff, stuff right? Where you'd pay for it to rent it because you couldn't afford to buy it, right? No, it was Radio Rentals. They had shops for a bit, didn't they? Yeah, Radio God, I tell you what, Rumblers it was an absolute treasure just... drive, wasn't it, back in the day? <laughs> it was, the high street was just the electronics boutique, that was a precursor of game. That's oh, the thing, if, if human beings are honest with themselves, right, You can, they can be told over and over again that Amazon are doing this, that and the other, and it should mm. be like um, criticised more and all the rest of it, right? But it doesn't mm. hit people in the feels the same way when you start nostalgically talking about radio rentals or rumbelows and people go, God, yeah. that was really good. Like going to a shop. <laughs> that was really good. That's the thing that gets you going. I can remember yeah. like um I can remember like, for example, you, you're talking about your HMVs, your hour price, your Tower Records, your Virgin Records, all these different types of music store. I can vividly remember getting in my little Ford Fiesta in the late 90s and driving around these different places trying to find one specific CD because I wanted it. Yeah. These right, days, okay. that's gone. That's gone now. Where are you going to buy it? What, you're going to go in, you're going to be like, oh, what's that over there? Is it a Spin Doctor CD or is it the Saw Doctors? Either way, I don't want either of them. That reminds me of like looking at the old uh, Radiohead um reissues and Japanese imports in WH Smiths that were like 50 quid each. Just just kind of rolling around just trying to find a particular CD in Hartlepool yeah. in the 90s that you were never going to get. Oh, I, for fantastic. one, can't see why anyone got annoyed with uh, Metallica charging £18.99 for their CDs. 
<laughs> that was mental. They are that was very talented, mental. but they are very toilet, aren't they? That band, that whole outfit. I've, I actually, horrible. I actually respect them more for their absolutely voracious <laughs> appetite for money. Right. Speaking they're of which, still not. <laughs> let's get out. We've got to go because right. every minute more we do is less value for us. True, true, exactly. We've got things to do. Uh, we'll be back um, on Thursday for more of this, if that's all right with you, uh, at LukeandPeteShow.com on Twitter. You can get in touch with the show. We <laughs> live for your emails. What? Hello, at LukeandPeteShow.com Luke on Twitter. Did I? Oh, the Christ thing that annoys me about this is you're the tech guy, apparently. At at Luke and Pete Shaw on Twitter. Um, hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com on the emails. Yes. And you can also find us on Instagram as well if you want to look at some of our lookalikes. So fantastic work. Uh, get in touch. See you Thursday. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.